It's Monday. It's March 18th. And the word of the day is apple, <laughs> which means cook. Yep. <laughs> Used in a sentence. The <laughs> online cook store has a coup that you can download onto your K phone, and it has a big list of great recipes for appling a cook pie. <laughs> See, I wanted to play along, but I spent so much time cooking for a good joke, I had to give up. <laughs> mm, man, you really tappled your time on that one. Nope, that doesn't <laughs> You didn't do work. the pattern. No. I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I did the pattern. Um, <laughs> he's Enright. No, you didn't. And broadcasting delay <laughs> from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Donald Trump had no idea someone was going to follow that recipe he kept tweeting out. <laughs> Mario Cuomo's kid will open his primetime CNN show by telling us nepotism might be a problem in the U.S. <laughs> and Mitt Romney removes his birthday candles one at a time to blow them out. <laughs> because he is, in fact, a goddamn serial killer. <laughs> he's, such a, he's such a lazy alien. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, did you have a good St. Patty's Day? You know what I just realized? When you don't live in New York City, that's a question that can have different answers. <laughs> well, unless you don't drink or enjoy the company of humans, in which case the answer is pretty consistently, what day was that? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it was Sunday, yeah. Uh, and in our lead story tonight, we have some shocking news. Turns out that wealthy white people have been spending, like, a whole bunch of money to get their shitty, spoiled kids into college. Wow. Okay, so this is how we're going to do things. Uh, uh, breaking news, uh, Heath is a duty head. No, uh, Eli, old... Eli, there's a story around this, though. Oh, okay. Heath, I'm sorry. I did not mean to come to you like that. I okay. Was... Also, I don't think you did the pattern correctly again. So anyway, it's it's I'll be fine. Oh. I'll be fine. So, Chocolate chip apple. <laughs> so, Nailed it, everybody. After years of undercover investigation by the Justice Department, or perhaps the fraction of a second it takes to say Dodoy, it was discovered <laughs> that maybe the admissions process is not exactly a meritocracy like you'd hope at colleges no? and universities. Yeah. And this latest example involved a nationwide network of rich parents admissions advisors, university officials, sports coaches, test proctors, and celebrity actors, 50 of whom were indicted last week on fraud charges. The sting was called Operation Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. <laughs> that's, that's the exact wrong movie to use, though, right? It's like, do. I want your life, please. <laughs> yeah, and uh, by the way, quick little detail Two of the high-profile parent couples involved in this were actors Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy, oh. along with fashion designer Massimo Giannulli and his wife, actor Lori Laughlin. That's Aunt Becky from Full House. How could you, Aunt <laughs> Becky? How could you? Okay, love question. Her. What do people who are surprised by this think college is? Well, I think the, the most important takeaway, though, is that we finally know why I didn't get into Yale. You know, it's it nothing to do with threatening to fuck my vice principal to death or the other time I threatened to fuck him to death or the mushrooms I ate before the SAT. It was Aunt fucking Becky. We knew it. We knew it all <laughs> along. And now she's not coming back to Fuller House. I just read that today. I'm very disappointed. 
So <laughs> the uh, not-so-mastermind behind the scam is a college prep consultant named William Singer, who's now a cooperating witness, referred to as CW1 in the FBI transcript of all their phone tapping that they did Snitch. to catch these people. Uh, pin in that for later. So the way Singer describes it, the best schools basically have a front door to admission and a back door to admission. The front door is actual achievement boo nerd. And the back door <laughs> is donating millions of dollars. So he decided to figure out a side door in which parents would pay him like somewhere in between, like five and six figure amounts through a fake charity. And then he'd help rig test scores and also create fake high school athletic credentials that make it way easier to get accepted. Okay, I, this is why I'm so confused by this. Like, who was like, hey, I'm William H. Macy. You know that thing we absolutely can afford to do to get our kid into school? Is there a version of that but illegal that we could <laughs> well, do? Okay, let me, let me help you understand here. Eli, imagine... Your mom wasn't rich, but you still wanted to go to NYU. I do not understand. <laughs> How could my mom not be rich? <laughs> so, Everyone's mom is rich. That doesn't make sense. So here's how Singer made it all happen. For the standardized testing part, he employed a ringer who would take the exams in place of the stupid kids and get them the score they wanted. And he also bribed some official proctors to allow cheating. Or some of these proctors would actually fix wrong answers before oh, wow. submitting the answer sheets. And this often involved the parents getting a doctor to diagnose their kids with fake learning disabilities, which apparently means you can take the test in a different location with a special, in this case, bribed proctor, and with more time than everyone else. And just quick thing before we move on. That's shenanigans, the, the extra time part. Whether you're faking it or not, it's a standardized test. But somehow we decided that there was too much getting good scores inequality on tests that are standardized. So we're allowing some kids to have an easier unstandardized test now. So the integrity of the test was already being compromised via buying a better score with a doctor's note. <laughs> and now we know this loophole added an entire extra level of potential cheating on top of that with the special proctor scam. Uh, like, so, like, I, I, as I said that, like, I'm pretty sure I'm an asshole for thinking this whole thing that I just said. So can you guys please explain why I'm wrong or, like, why I'm right and also an asshole? Like, either way, just, you know, I, I felt... Felt bad, but I think I'm right. <laughs> Gym teacher Heath just tips a kid out of his wheelchair. This is a presidential exam. We are testing okay. how long it takes you to run a mile. <laughs> run. Uh, this is Lazy. Well, if he was trying out for the track team. But I think the thing that we're right. missing Thank here you. is that the standardized test is very clearly fucking useless because the guy who's so good at it that he's the ringer that gets hired to take it for stupid kids can't get a better job but Ringer taking the SAT for stupider kids. <laughs> That's a solid point. We did not think that through. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, everybody needs to read Harrison Bergeron again or read it for the first time if you haven't. If in, It's a Vonnegut short story. It's in he Welcome to the Monkey House. in the Star Wars it's, movies. A nope. lot of people think, a lot of people will argue that it means the exact opposite of what it means because they don't like what it means. Well, and they like Kurt the Vonnegut. Yeah, exactly. He says, please, and then... 
no. falls down. Into I feel like we should be allowed to measure things sometimes. Like, I think that's okay Some in this particular case to measure how well you're doing. I, I don't know. Please asshole. write in and explain why I'm an asshole or why I'm wrong. We'll find out. But I, I don't think I am. I think I'm just an asshole and right. Anyway, the, uh, the second part of the scheme was making shitty kids into fake top-level high school athletes. Yes! <laughs> um, I don't really understand why they thought this would work, but I, I'll explain. It kind of makes sense. Uh, Singer would give money to a university coach, and that coach would tell the admissions department to put that kid in the sports recruit pile. And the academic standards in that pile are much lower for getting accepted. But apparently they needed to cover their tracks, so Singer and the parents would put together collections of fake sporting photos also. And sometimes they'd even take photos of real athletes and then Photoshop the dumb, lazy kid into the frame. The best. <laughs> yep, that, that's my boy rumbling in the jungle with jo Joe Lewis. So, so proud of him. No, it was, well, racist. That was Ali and Foreman. Yeah, it was. The guy with the grill? Yep. Uh, yeah, actually, the guy with the grill. <laughs> yep. Okay. You, you the grill right. guy. Yeah. Still racist. Anyway. That brings like us he plays to the basketball. <laughs> nope. So that brings us to the 269-page transcript that the FBI put together of phone calls between conspirators, which contains some absolutely delightful moments and some moments when you're going to want to eat some rich people, like even more than usual. Um, in terms of the terrible moments, at one point we get a dad talking with Singer about the backstory for the fake charity in case the IRS calls. And Singer says, okay, just uh, just tell them it's a foundation to help poor kids pay for college. And then, as if that wasn't bad enough already, the dad literally says exact words, yeah, those kids have to go to school. Oh, <laughs> just, just not good school. <laughs> Fuck. Look. If we've learned anything from post-2016, it's that white people suck at crimes. We're just like, what's that? I'm here for my drug deal. Oh, you're recording this. That's great. We got notes for everyone. I'll have these. I'll put these on our Slack. It'll be great. Drug Slack. I, I want everyone to appreciate what just happened. Eli was very woke about implying that black people were better at crimes than us. Yeah. Very said, woke about said it. Said you were Interesting. better. So, Good at it. That's mad at Heath. What? He hates people with disabilities. Get him. Get him. I'm on your side. What? Okay. And uh, <laughs> in terms of the fun moments, we get several different types of schadenfreude now that we know these garbage human beings are being punished. In one exchange, Singer says to a parent, Good thing your daughter did this for the ACT because her real score was not exceptional. At which point the parent says, what? Excuse me? What did you just say? <laughs> As if somehow unaware that her kid is stupid, despite literally being on the phone with a college fraud operative at that very moment. Okay, this is just our safety fraud, just so you know. to <laughs> lots of colleges. And uh, another one of my favorite moments is a parent explaining to Singer that their stupid fucking kid was too lazy to even get into a pool one <laughs> single time so they could set up a fake photo of water polo and get him recruited Jesus. for that. Okay, Ma'am, I hear you. I need you to stop trying to push a doctor's note through the phone. Stop. <laughs> I, Don't get me wrong. I do want to go to Princeton, but not if I have to get wet. <laughs> but, I had a doctor's note for swim. Oh, 
so good. But the best part was definitely all these co-conspirators who keep asking William Singer. They're just like, okay, so we're like uh, super duper not going to get caught, right? <laughs> and Singer being like, yeah, man, uh, as long as nobody tells and becomes a cooperating witness labeled as CW1 in an FBI transcript <laughs> of phone tabbing. <laughs> I'm not a cop. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's got to be a lot easier to con people when the con self-selects for people with dominant stupid genes, right? <laughs> well, you, you just phrase it right. Am I a cop? Well, I'll tell you what. Having to tell you is to me being a cop as going and fucking yourself <laughs> is to what? Uh, do it for me. Do it for me. <laughs> Chocolate chip apple. And... One final thought on this. Um, Appley. <laughs> bigger picture. I think it's time for job hunters to stop worrying so much about the name of the university on the application and maybe focus a little harder on the actual merits of the person. So just just a thought. Maybe colleges could do that too and not worry so much about the SAT. If there's somebody with a learning disability, they could take that into account and accept them for other reasons that are great about that human being. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Optimus Prime, and while we're at it, why don't we all just accept that formalized education isn't for everyone and has no bearings on actual intelligence or real-world skills while we're at it? <laughs> Silly. I'm the smart mm. one. I feel like you're going for double reverse sarcasm now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the smart one. I have a rubber band, and sometimes they have to tell me not to play with it when we record because uh, it makes a noise. Did you hurt yourself just now? Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break while Eli heals up for a quick word from our sponsor, The New Yorker. Hi, I'm No Illusions. And I'm Heath Enright. I'm here to talk to you about The New Yorker. And I'm here to talk to you about Newer Yorker, which is my magazine. Uh, no relation, just kind of sounds similar. Okay. Both online and in print, The New Yorker covers a full range of topics, including politics, news, international affairs, climate change and the environment, popular culture and the arts, fiction, food, humor, and cartoons. And uh, just in print, because I have to print them myself, Newer Yorker, again, no relation, covers the issues that a New Yorker needs to know. Well, Ronan Farrow's reporting on Harvey Weinstein and Les Moonves won The New Yorker the Pulitzer Prize in 2018. Okay, I mean, that's that's pretty good. But this month, I have an article about whether your bodega guy is charging you more for stuff that doesn't have a price on it. Yeah, he so, is. With The New yeah. Yorker, though, you'll get 12 weeks for just $6, regularly $12, plus The New Yorker tote bag. That's home delivery of the print edition each week, unlimited access to newyorker.com with 10 to 15 exclusive site-only stories every day, access to their apps, online archives, crossword puzzles, and more, all for just $6. Yeah, okay. Well, for $6, uh, I will print this one. And then I'll meet you somewhere fair in between our two houses. Okay, well, to get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6, plus the exclusive tote, go to newyorker.com slash skeptocrat. That's right, listeners save 50% when they enter skeptocrat. Or uh, just email me and we'll, uh, well, I'm negotiable on price is what I'm saying. $4. It has to be a little closer to my house Stop. is fair at that point. <laughs> Stop underbidding the advertisers. And in 
Brexit right news tonight. The House of Commons. <laughs> That's a really good the, one. Thank you. Thank you. The House of Commons of the United Kingdom voted 412 to 202 to seek a three-month delay to Brexit this week because a country cannot break up with itself by just no longer returning its calls and text messages. But damn it, <laughs> England is gonna try. <laughs> oh man, so Europe just sent a message that says. What the fuck are you doing? And I clicked on it. I duh. Can you mark it as unread? After you <laughs> Will they know? And they do they see that it was read and then unread? They're gonna be mad. Fuck. So, a uh, little explanation for those of you who don't know what's going on. I have no idea. None. But like four mind-bogglingly boring articles on the BBC later. I have no idea. But here's my best shot. You guys ready? Uh, yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Here at the Skeptocrat, we strive for almost minimally informed. I mean, Dude, technically 30% of us do. So, Do you, do you want Noah to take over the story? Maybe nope. he'll explain what I happened. Got I got this. That's what I'm we ready. Do. Okay. I'm ready. Hear me out. All right. All right. So Hugh Grant's character in Love Actually was mad because a Nazi <laughs> and British Donald Trump kept saying he liked French chicks more than English chicks. So he decided to ask all the stupid people in England if they knew what the European Union was. And by a very, very narrow margin, they answered no. No, they so, not. The House of Commons, which is like if Congress somehow worked better and worse because there were 94 political parties, lopped off his dick and they gave him a bull haircut like the Beatles and they renamed him <laughs> Theresa May and then they all decided to hate him. So now, Hugh Grant's character, now firmly a lady that everyone hated, Theresa May, proposed to back out of the room slowly and she's done that twice now, and two <laughs> times now, everyone has told her that she's going to make it impossible to buy apples, so boo. But then, as I mentioned this week, the House of Commons, which is if taking a vote on a party bus was a political body, declared a timeout, <laughs> but not to let more competent people be in charge. Those are the two votes. I think I nailed it. Guys, did I get it? Is that Brexit? Um, yeah, actually, it, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> it's it's like Wiley Coyote was about to press the plunger for his stupid dynamite, and then he called a timeout, and now he's just checking the specs on like the anvil over his head and time in. Like that's what they're doing right now. Yeah. Either way, the well-informed news consumer will stay tuned to their British friend's Facebook page and try to gauge what's happening on whether or not their statuses are happy or sad. I use Michael Marshall. You guys can do whichever one you want. And in American exports news tonight, white nationalism continued to be the most dangerous group of terrorists in the English-speaking world by a staggering margin last week when a well-armed coward massacred 50 unarmed men, women, and children in Christchurch, New Zealand. Fearing that the city of Jesus Chapel New White Guy word wasn't white and Christian enough, <laughs> he murdered children with assault rifles and a shotgun to prove how much better than them he was. Yep, nothing says superior culture like the barbaric murder of innocence, am I right? Clearly. God, we're we're literally so bad for the world, white people. We're we're cancer with assault rifles now. Yep. This is so bad. Like the white version of Uncle Tom is super positive. Like <laughs> think about that. Yes. There's definitely a lesson in that. That's a great yeah, character. Dwell on that for a moment. Uh, of course, 
It shocked exactly zero people when it came to light that before the massacre, the killer released a 74-page manifesto that, but for a firmer grip on capitalization and the rules of grammar, could have been a goddamn Trump speech. Sure could. Uh, He referred to non-white immigrants as invaders. He railed against mass immigration. He damn near called the Mueller investigation a witch hunt. In fact, his manifesto praised Trump by name and dubbed him, quote, a symbol of renewed white identity and common purpose, end quote, which, of course, led our esteemed president to point out that during that massacre, there were good people on both sides. Also. The shooty asshole was like, hey, just so you guys know, I was radicalized by idiots on the Internet, to which idiots on the Internet were like, yeah, 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 uh, it's ironic, doublespeak, got to be careful when a mass shooter praises you by name, it's it's a trap, it's a trap for you. Yeah, uh, PewDiePie, the world's number one YouTuber, actually got mentioned, and uh, he was like... Dude, my video had those African guys holding a sign that said, kill all Jewish people. So pay attention. Just pay attention (laughs) to my message. Um, Point being, this is all Chelsea Clinton's fault. Finally, someone said it. Again. Girl from NYU did a great job on that. It was good journalism (laughs) out of NYU. And and, and look, it's worth talking a bit about the optics here. And I'm not one to dwell on optics, right? In fact, usually when a pundit says optics, I take that as them forgiving themselves in advance for having nothing of substance to say. But when you're making your first remarks about a mass murder motivated by an illusory invasion by brown-skinned immigrants, maybe you don't follow that up with a tirade about an invasion by brown-skinned immigrants, which is no shit exactly what he did. I had no idea that when I gave that kid the board game mousetrap, he would, in fact, Build a mousetrap. <laughs> but but, but that worse than that, because guy. he wouldn't build a mousetrap because the little hand wouldn't push the marble into the bathtub if you gave him that game. So you'd be safe. <laughs> we could so, use one yeah. of those cagey things on the southern border, though. We could build that. that was- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, these comments came minutes before Schmuckle Orange issued the first veto of his presidency, which, of course, came in response to him trying to pretend that innocent men, women, and children trying to live a normal life are foreign invaders that must be dealt with. In fact, he echoed the exact sentiments that led to the massacre right before vetoing the effort by Congress to tell him to knock it the fuck off. What's more, when he was asked afterwards if he was worried by the rise in white supremacy around the world, the most he could muster was to say that it was a small group of people with, quote, very, very serious problems, end quote. But the silver lining on this aspect of the story, in as much as there is one, is that while Trump may have emboldened white supremacy, he's also definitively disproved it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've got about a two, two and a half minute sigh coming up or something. So let's take a quick break from a word from our next sponsor this week, Blinkist. And another thing, Poopsie, this QAnon stuff, it's all real. 100% real. I don't know who it is. I think it's Mike Pence. I've been 100% Mr. President, up. you wanted to see me? I, I'm, I'm sorry, what are, you, what are you doing with Poopsie? Oh, Kelvin gave him to me. He said he was going to do the only brave thing a Trump supporter can do. So I don't know when he's coming back for him. But, you, uh, you, you know this is an ad, right? Yeah, but I think the context for that is obscure enough that they can't get mad. They well, I listen. guess we're going to find out, huh? We will. We will find that out. What you got there, TIE Fighter? Oh, this? I'm just listening to Blinkist. Ooh, I heard there's 182 of those guys. Nope. Nope. 
Uh, Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them. Oh, so it's like an intelligence briefing, but with books. And I actually listen to them. Yes, I use Blinkist when I'm driving, hiking, or nervously waiting outside a room because you're talking to a hostile foreign leader in private. That sounds pretty convenient. But what kind of books do they have? Oh, they've got everything you want to check out, like Fire and Fury by Michael Wolff. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becoming by Michelle Obama. My wife. No, and a ton more. Okay, Ty Karumba, it sounds great, but it must cost an arm and a leg, am I right? Actually, right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com skeptocrat. They'll teach you how to blink. Nope. Again, no. Anyway, Poopsie, I don't think people got my Blink-182 joke at the very beginning of the sketch. I think they sort of just skated over it. (laughs) And we're back. Next up in headlines, in Apples and Oranges news. After eight years of dealing with Barack Obama and his haughty ability to use the English language, (laughs) it, it was time for America to find itself a verbal outsider. And that's exactly what we got with Donald Trump. And this was on full display earlier this month during a televised event at the White House when Trump accidentally referred to Apple CEO Tim Cook as Tim Apple. And despite being the least offensive verbal mistake of Trump's entire term as president, and honestly, it's possibly just like the least offensive utterance correctly spoken or otherwise by Donald Trump, (laughs) despite this being the tiniest of gaffes, Trump couldn't just admit that he said the thing he said on camera. In the video, we were all watching as he denied it. Yeah. Instead, he decided to put on a play about the mindset of his entire voting base by spending the last week and a half ignoring indisputable evidence and digging in on a series of increasingly stupid lies about this. (laughs) New York Times puts out a think piece about how Apples are nice and liberals are too mean to them. I'm sorry, I'm losing the pattern. I don't know. <laughs> They'll get it. They'll figure it out. I don't so, think they will. <laughs> so we've seen Trump do this a bunch of times before. And that's because he's, you know, not very good at reading or speaking. He's just like an inferior human being who's not good at those things. But instead of just knowing his role, he'll pretend the verbal mistake was on purpose. Or in this latest example, he literally just claimed the mistake never even happened. During a speech to Republican campaign donors at Mar-a-Lago last week, Trump told the crowd that he actually said Tim Cook Apple, but he said the Cook part super fast, so we didn't know. And also, apparently silent and also invisible to cameras. Yes! His mouth doesn't reflect (laughs) photons sometimes. Well, because of the liberal media. And also, Tim Cook Apple wouldn't have been a less... Stupid thing to say in this instance, right? <laughs> I mean, there was no, he's very clearly lying, but he's lying his way into something that would be just as fucking dumb. And he's the president. Again, this is all so fun and hilarious if he wasn't the president. I just want to throw that yeah. up there. Oh. Yeah. So apparently, somebody at the White House eventually explained to Trump that people can 
check on that lie with their eyes and ears. (laughs) So Trump decided to pivot into a new lie about how he's actually a verbal efficiency expert while he speaks in shorthand to save time. You could really, it was really on display during that CPAC speech. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And he sent out a tweet about this, including the following quote, I quickly referred to Tim plus Apple as Tim Apple as an easy way to save time and words, end quote. He said Tim Apple instead of Tim Cook to save time and words. <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. And then he used all them words he just saved for that first bullshit excuse about having actually said Cook. <laughs> you make a good point, Noah Anger. I think I've got this. Thank I'm, you. I'm in. I'm in now. Yeah, so again, the gaffe itself is nothing, but everything since is clinically sociopathic. (laughs) He's like a child caught in a lie, and instead of just admitting he was wrong about this tiny little thing, he fucking takes hostages and starts killing a kid every 10 minutes until (laughs) people say he was actually telling the truth. And like 40% of American voters, they they watch a few kids get shot, and then they go along with it. They're like, all right, well, yeah, it says... He did. He did say it correctly. <laughs> and they blame Chelsea Clinton. They're like, ah, yeah. I don't know if they think it's more. <laughs> what did that even mean? Why? How was that even? <laughs> I, I didn't even understand it. She I, I, criticized Ilan Omar and you, she's. You have to watch of- Thomas's Twitter trying to say that it's the best. <laughs> what? Watch Thomas's Twitter. It's the best. All right. Anyway, bottom line, we need a whole bunch of kindergarten teachers in the White House press corps. So like. Every time Trump starts lying about the stream of wet shit running down his leg right now that we can all see, there's somebody right there who knows how to shame a five-year-old into better behavior and (laughs) teach him to use toilet paper without his feet being involved. That's important. (laughs) We can hope. We can hope. And in Boeing, Boeing, gone news tonight. (laughs) After answering way, way too slowly... The United States grounded the 737 MAX aircraft on Wednesday because if you fucking take off at a weird angle, it explodes or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we were being obtuse. Well, I mean, to be fair. Obtuse angle. They were already in the process of grounding themselves. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want (laughs) to interrupt. So uh, here's the story. Last October, one of these things crashed in Indonesia. But I mean, nobody knows how airplanes work, right? So metal Um, that flies, get the fuck out of here. That's going to explode sometimes. We let it go. (laughs) And we were like, what? Indonesia? That's this is the island from Lost. That's airplanes are magnets. It's fine. What are you talking about? Fictional. (laughs) Right. Uh, But then last week, another airplane exploded in Ethiopia. And literally everyone in the world but us was like, "Ah, it's probably a plane thing. I feel like that's a plane thing. Right, but we were like, what? Ethiopia? That's not even... That's from Atlas Shrugged. John Goff's going to be fine. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, so the FAA it didn't do anything. They were like, I'm going to wait for a third plane to crash. And then then all the airplane nerds like came man-jogging out of the room that the <laughs> FAA keeps them in and started yelling about angles and stuff. So this week, they changed their mind. Yeah, right. That happened and or the president stopped taking Tim Boeing at his word. You never know. (laughs) Uh, So what was the problem? Uh, We don't know. 
something about angles and vertical shift. I Googled it, got more nonsense. Uh, there was a chart that seemed scary. My advice? Keep your eye tuned to your British friend's Facebook page. They might say something about it. I use Mars, yeah. so. Um, Eli, anytime you Google plane crashes, there's going to be stuff about angles and v- vertical shift. That's uh, I, <laughs> Normally our job includes reading articles and knowing stuff first. I just want I don't want to give you notes on air. But that's Sorry like, for trying a new thing this week. I was trying something <laughs> new. Trying to spice this relationship Eli up. starts reading gravity. Okay, you lost me. I don't even Man. fucking know. <laughs> Ugh. Boo. And finally tonight. Stephen King shot JFK. In Mueller's Crossing (laughs) News. Democrats have come to grips with the fact that the new attorney general is so likely to bar release of the Mueller report that he's named after it. And now they're seeking a way to prevent the report from winding up in an unlit stairless cellar (sighs) in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet stuck in a disused lavatory with a sign on the door that says beware of the leopard. So on Thursday, the House passed a bill urging full disclosure on the report unanimously. 420 yays to zero nays and <laughs> and three presents a, well yeah three pre- yeah and, and several not presents too yeah anyway four presents 11 yeah. seconds afterwards lindsey graham moved to block the bill in the senate under the pretense that he didn't write out that leopard sign for nothing y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right new senate resolution uh whereas la 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 can't hear you robert Mueller. <laughs> Uh, that sentence is apparently done. Uh, also, leopard stores have to give you at least store credit if it's within a few days. That's just reasonable. Bullshit. I brought the cage and everything. Yeah. <laughs> the year is 2014, and Newt Gingrich has one goal. Make everyone want to abolish the Senate by 2020. <laughs> All right, so Graham's actual excuse for blocking the measure for whatever that's worth is that he wants to add language calling for a second special counsel to investigate the first special counsel and make sure they weren't hunting witches or something. But but then Schumer would have to call for a mini special counsel to investigate that one, and then Graham would want a, a tiny little special counsel to investigate that one, and so on. So basically, Graham wants to hold off on this resolution until Zeno's runner crosses the finish line. It's a xenophobe's paradox, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. And then we'll just hire a, a tiny little Ouroboros to figure out the whole thing at the end. It's great. A little dragon. So, okay, I got an idea. What if we were just released the nouns? We just do the nouns? Can we do... Okay, now it just says collusion over and over. Right, scratch that. Scratch that. All right, verbs. What about the verbs? Fuck, collude. Obviously, dumb. Uh, uh, adverbs only? We could do uh, <laughs> colludingly. Damn it. Uh, this whole... All right. Articles. Articles and prepositions. <laughs> now it's collusive. That's adjectives. Fuck. All right. And we, we should take a minute to dig in on how spectacularly stupid this is. This is a non-binding resolution, right? It's urging, not telling. So Lindsey Graham is putting that one remaining quanta of credibility on the line to block a non-binding resolution for transparency. What's more, he was essentially three inches away from invoking Hillary's goddamn emails as as his excuse. Right. What's yet even more when the report inevitably comes out and they inevitably seek to block huge portions of it, having a unanimous non-binding cover vote would bolster his own future bullshit excuses about those parts on Don Jr.'s underage prostitution ring revealing sources and methods. So the bright side, I guess, is that Lindsey Graham, in his effort to ingratiate himself with Donald Trump, is getting actively dumber. 
At this rate, by June of 2020, we expect he'll have devolved into a lump of semi-sentient protoplasm. So Trump, he'll have devolved into Trump? He'll That's Trump what you're calling? Devolved further into a lump of semi-sentient protoplasm. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. Hi, new newspaper people. <laughs> and if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Cassie, Henrik, Genetic Mutual, The Sandwich Truther, Andrew, Being Jim Davis, Ashley, Ava, and Eli, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are pure like snowflakes, no one could ever stain. The memory of your genitals could never cause me pain. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Skating Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Did anyone get raped by goblins? No, that's what I thought. Eli, did you forget about room noise? Get nervous? Think we were mad at you? I g forgot about room noise. Then I remembered room noise. And then I got nervous about room noise. And then okay. I was like, well, if I made noises, I'm just going to say you didn't say room noise. Oh, okay. So well, I, right, I right. adapted an official position of defiance. <laughs> <laughs> I went on an emotional roller coaster. So it was a rough 15 for a seconds fight. for all of us. Just be ready. <laughs> I just spent 15 seconds waiting for you to get you to go. Are you guys there? The silence is killing me. <laughs> Did anyone get raped by goblins? No, that's what I thought. I feel like that should go by itself as the outtake, by the way, Heath. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. I'm just, you know, that to me. Did anybody get raped by goblins? No, that's what I thought that 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 by itself. Interestingly enough, that sound wouldn't have come through on the microphone, although the sound of you saying just landing my spaceship probably will. But Yeah, when you speak into the mic during the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that tends mm -hmm. to, that tends to You had plenty of time. You'd fine. Here, here's the like extra two seconds, seconds of room noise. You don't yeah, need yeah. 15 seconds. Thank you. Noah's on my side. Two votes. All right. You didn't do the pattern on the Apple thing. No. All right. I did. Apple. Not you. No, cook. you didn't no, to cook you, uh, some time. You'd have to find a word with cook in it. There you go. Took. You know, like, no, no, that doesn't that's have not. cook. There's, it, it would have to have a C. It would like cookie. You know, at the end. App, like if if you said something about having, you know, a chocolate chip appley. There you the go. End, that would work. But that doesn't. Chocolate chip apple sounds great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kind of if those we're, seeds were all chocolate chips. Oh, where's that GMO? God. <laughs> Fuck your golden rice. I want my chocolate chip <laughs> apple. Nerds. I mean, what's there to see out there anyway? <laughs> <laughs>
your country's a shithole. You're better off blind. Thank you. <laughs> I read The New Yorker. No, you don't. I do not. I was Absolutely really, I was really super Yorker. excited for We're not going to let that go. <laughs> you don't read shit. You read fan fiction of Harry Potter. <laughs> I do. I read a lot of fan fiction. Been having a good pornographic time with fan fiction lately, let me tell you. Did you guys fucking see that video? It's the best. No. It's insane. No, oh, you got to watch it. Insane. That's- the he, first I heard of it was you saying that. Oh, my God. Mitt Romney, for his birthday last week, his stupid office people brought him in. A, oh, my God. They brought him a cake of Twinkies because he likes Twinkies that much. They made the entire cake out of Twinkies. That's it's not. Well, hold on. That's not a cake. That's a pile of fucking Twinkies. That's a pi- correct. It's a pile of Twinkies. Okay. And it's just a big plate of Twinkies, you know, sticking up on end with candles in each one. And he's like, oh, thank you. It's my birthday. They're like, blow out the candles, make a wish. And for the next five minutes, he takes them out one by one. He takes one Twinkie. He pulls out one candle, blows out the individual candle, very carefully lays it down on a piece of (laughs) tin foil and wraps it up like the anal retentive chef that he's going to throw out later. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. what I love about this is because you know good and fucking well that Mitt Romney doesn't like Twinkies. That's poor people food that he eats to try to like, you know, whatever, to try to fit in with folks. Like when he went to NASCAR and made fun of everybody's ponchos. Right. <laughs> yeah. So but but what's amazing is in his effort to fit in and do what the normal humans do, he made a goddamn Twinkie cake and then did that with it. Or when he tried to iron a suit <laughs> while it was on his body. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. YouTube, Mitt Romney tries yep. to iron suit while it's on his body. It's the, the Wait, best no, part. Hold is, on, I'm doing that now. The guy behind Mitt the camera is like, are you trying iron to iron that on you? And he's like, it's working. Himself. Wait, that's the first thing that when you put in Mitt Romney, I, the first thing you see is Mitt Romney irons himself. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> I am a person. You shut up. I am love human Human person. <laughs> He totally does. He's dabbing it. He dabs it. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking amazing. Hey, man, are you flat? Do you have three dimensions? (laughs) Where have I been since December of 2013 that I haven't seen that shit? The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.